All right, let's do this podcast. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready to go? Yeah, I guess. Do we have a funny, you know, I haven't had an opener the last couple of months. Oh, oh, I got you on opener. I, don't I got you. you on opener. Well, well, I was just talking about intro in the show and be like, raise your hand if you've been in the hospital. Not so Southern Gentleman is back. We're yes, yeah. we're back. We're live. We're, back. we're live. We're we, live. We apologize for missing a week, but life. I I was on night shift, and then I ended up in the emergency room. What? Yes. Um. Yeah. You know, like every now and then, my stomach kind of bothers me. So uh, Friday was a little more than normal, and um. It appears I will need gallbladder surgery. So, yay. That uh, that sounds awesome and fun. And, you know, I was thinking about it uh, when I was in the emergency room. That is only the fourth time in my life I've ever been to an emergency room. And that was after 38 years. That is only the first time I've ever received IV drugs. Really? I'm, yeah, I've yeah. Never, I've never... Uh, the closest I've gotten is going to a clinic and getting a shot for a migraine. I've never personally had to be in the emergency room for myself. Well, I, I, I broke my collarbone. Um, and then my brother and I got into a fight that wound us up in the emergency room in college. Um. I got rear-ended by that 18-wheeler, and it was... I didn't need it, but the Air Force told me to ride in an ambulance and go to the emergency room. And then, last night. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I've seen the inside of one, because my son was dehydrated, and I wanted to stab about five doctors, because it took about an hour and a half to get my son any attention, and uh, I was about... Oh, yeah. I, I was already yelling, so... But uh, just to that, that probably doesn't help your case any. No, not not really, probably. But hey, you know what is cool? Um, What's that? I just got a message from Mike Becker <laughs> live on the that, podcast. What? Uh, well, what's Mike got to say right here, right now? Oh man, he, uh, he just wanted to show me that he got two new uh, uh, two new art pieces uh, from uh, one from Greg Land. That's pretty awesome. And I wanted to thank him. I was just, after you got done talking, I was going to thank him for what I received in the mail. I received the New Mutants Epic Collection with a signed by Chris Claremont. Oh, wow. That is awesome. Mike, uh, it's uh, too much. (laughs) Too much! I don't deserve any of this. But this is... uh, this is awesome, dude. Uh, I recently acquired a lot of New Mutant stuff, uh, but having it handy right here and uh, signed by Chris Claremont, that's crazy. That's absolutely that crazy. That is way awesome. That is, one, that is one of the people who have defined what I like in comics. So, Mike, thank you so much. That is way cool. I tell you, Mike Becker is one of those listeners, one of those friends that, like, doing this podcast and meeting him makes 
everything else worth it. Like, because we've made a friendship like that, I'm like, this is way cool. And and I just can't wait. You know, we've we've met so many people just through this little podcast that I would consider real deal friends. And Mike's definitely up there on that list of of the, the many, many people that we've met on here. Yeah, and, you know, I, I wish I was a better communicator, talker. Um, I'm a thoughtless bastard because I never think about anything. I don't talk to people, not because I don't like people, because it doesn't occur to me. Yeah. <laughs> and, sorry for the interrupt. Mike, you're not interrupting anything. Ah. <laughs> that is He's going to hear this and it's going to be like, this is so weird. It it is it's gonna be hilarious. I can't wait. He's gonna have like a podcast inception. I'm talking be about awesome. you right right now. now. That's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, all right, dude. Let's um, let's jump into the mix. Yeah, what do you think about uh, John Luke Picard coming back to Star Trek? Dude, I, I am extremely excited. When I seen this and I started seeing all the headlines, you know, there were straight up real deal news outlets putting this out there. You know, Patrick Stewart returns and here's all the stuff. And, you know, he was just excited. It seems like he was a little taken back, never expected to reprise the role again. And here he is given this opportunity and he's going to jump right in full throttle, I think. You know, whenever Star Trek first ended, I don't know that I would think that everything would have been told, but with as as exciting as Star Trek Discovery was, if if they do something new and creative in that I mean, this is going to be the furthest we've ever been in Star Trek Future on TV. Um this will end up being, I think it was calculated to be uh, the year 2399, so it's going to be the turn of the 24th century, which could play into the story. I would think it would. Um, but, you know, he's not going to be a captain anymore. He's going to be like a, a, a fleet commander admiral. or an admiral. Do not make him a... What are they? Oh, what was it? What was it? Who was always evil in the original series? Commodore. <laughs> the Commodore. Uh. Commodores are always evil. If I learned anything from... Uh, the Popeye movie, it's Commodores are evil. That's funny. But, uh, yeah, he should... What was he in, in uh, All Good Things, when they went to the future? Was he an ambassador? I don't remember. But uh, I have no idea. I, I was reading an article earlier, and, and I had forgotten. You know that this timeline is still around, and in this timeline... If, if they choose to do what I think they, they would do, you know, Romulus is gone. Because yeah. the, the Abrams movie, which it made the all the other Star Trek, is still canon. That's in an alternate universe. This is the original universe. Romulus is gone. Spock is missing. And I believe that Picard was working on negotiations with uh, all that. So I think they would mention something about it, which is kind of cool. I, I would love that it. That is awesome. That is awesome. That would be a, a cool storyline to follow. What What do you think they should do with him? Oh, you, you know me. My, my Trek knowledge isn't that great. Um, 
So, so I'm open to whatever storylines that are out there, really. You know, as long as it's fun, as long as it's entertaining, um, as long as the cast around him is great, I, I'm there. Well, so um, where did... I just don't know enough to uh, bring up any particular storylines. So where did Next Generation land on you? Did you? How much did you follow of it? I mean, because this is around I mean, your time. Probably, you know, I mean, how much of it have I watched? Probably 80, 90%. Uh, I can't tell you that I've seen the last episode or anything like that. Um, I don't know any details about how it ended. You know, that that's about it. Other than watching the movies in the theater, I don't own any Star Trek movies. Um, and... Uh, I used to use, you know, Next Generation to be something I could watch on TV for when I fall asleep. So that that's really the way it is for me. Uh, I'm just not that huge a Trekkie. I'm not an anti-Trekkie or anything. Just I'm a, I'm an opportunist Trekkie. If the opportunity's there, then I'll, you know, whatever. No, that, no, that doesn't surprise me at all because you're more, you're more of a Star Wars kind of guy. Excitement, yes. visceral space action whereas star trek is more slow thoughtful sciencey yeah political i mean i mean and and there's I mean, nothing wrong with that it's nothing yeah. wrong with that because you know i love star trek and i've watched it i'm going to tell you that i like star wars better for the action but i i i don't know star trek uh you know uh chapter and verse yeah but i've exactly. watched most everything about it you know, I, oh, yeah. I didn't finish Enterprise, but I, I like it. I like both. It's fine. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh well, man, the 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 saga of back and forth uh, continues for one Mister James Gunn. Um, although, if you ask me, I I think it's pretty much done that. Disney has backed themselves into a corner, and I do not believe uh, they got the balls to fight their way out. So I think they're just going to be like, yep, we made a decision. That's what we're going to go with. Well, Because I think any other decision, somebody, somebody somewhere doing something will find a way to flip it on them. And oh, I don't al- think they already have. They already have. I have seen Twitter just a a boil with people who are calling James Gunn things based on jokes he made, not anything he did, not anything that he was even remotely accused of. The jokes he made. Now people are convinced he is something really horrible and that oh yeah is well, amazingly well, stupid to me well and, and he, here's here's the my my wife actually made a, the really the best point i've heard she said you want to talk about tasteless horrible jokes that people tell regularly and laughed and chuckled then you're just as guilty as that tweet Oh yeah, I mean, like I said, dark humor is all it is. I mean, and it's yeah. it, it, it's the jokes you made when you were a teenager, and it's the jokes that somebody made trying to get attention. You're like, dude, that wasn't really that funny. And then they, uh, you know, and uh, I'm not going to make excuses for the jokes 
But I know what the jokes were. They were dark humor. That's all they yes. were. It's just yeah. somebody trying to get shock attention in the job they were in. I looked at it and I was like, <laughs> you know, I feel bad, but I kind of chuckled at a couple. But uh, gosh, this, it, I, I, mm. <laughs> beyond beyond what happened, here's what I got to say about it. Everybody who knows James Gunn is saying this is a this is one of the stupidest things they've seen. James Gunn is a great guy with great character. And, you know, th- this is this is a, a instance of people's hands being tied, or at least they think their hands are tied because of where everything is at the moment. Well, and, well did you know, did you know, Michelle texted me this, there was an article that came out when Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1, came out. When Volume 1 came out. They did an interview with James Gunn, and in that interview, in that interview, he says, if you go back in my Twitter, I've made some really horrible decisions in my life. I've made some bad choices in my life. I've regretted those. This has given me an opportunity to step outside and show of the progress I've made, you know, as a person, as a man. How many years ago was that? And that was out there in a news article that was in a news article. Oh, this when okay. I volume do, one came out. I could do you better than that. This. I could do he you better than that, it. Sean. Because whenever James Gunn was in the talks to be, I remember this with talks to be hired by Disney. All of this came up before. I remember every bit of this coming up before. Every, what you just said, I knew that because it came up when he was hired. And Disney hired him anyway. And everybody said, oh, that must be that. It's just infuriating. And, it it and is now, seriously infuriating. And now, we're down the road, we're living in a different time. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I do think that there's a little planning in this. Because, number one, James Gunn came out and was ahead of this. And said, hey guys, you know, this is coming. There's no problem. Everything's amicable. Love these guys. They're doing their job. You know, I've done this, and I'm sorry about it, but, you know, this is how it is. Then Disney comes out and says, hey, you know, we're, we're letting James Gunn go because of this. And James Gunn, once again, after it comes out, is like, no problem here. Everything's amicable. You know, I don't have a problem with this. They They knew at some point. I guarantee there was a plan. When they hired James Gunn, they're like, look, James, this stuff, we're going to hire you. If this is ever a problem, this is what we do. We let you go. You don't have a problem with that. And be amazing whenever it happens. We will reconsider hiring you after we take the temperature of public opinion. I'm not, I don't know anything about, I don't have any inside information, but the way all this went down and, and as agreeable as James Gunn was with the situation, he did not backlash. He did not, you know, he was happy to, the, the, uh, he said he was happy of, you know, what he's done with the company and the company is great and they're just doing their job. I I think, I think there's a strategy here and what I'm hoping is that the temperature is right or it gets right pretty soon, and James well, Gunn 
is back. I know the uh, I read a article by Variety earlier this week, and it had said that Bob Iger is on vacation right now, and when he comes back, he'll have a meeting with you know the board or the assessment team or whatever, whatever. And but they had also led to believe that the a source close to them, you know, that's what everybody says is they got a source close to the person that says, you know, that's all just going to be a formality to make it officially no. And, and that just seems stupid to me. Why would you why would you not actually perform it and take like you said, the temperature of the public and take into consideration the letters that have been written by cast members? The, uh, you know, the stuff that has been said by every single person that works with him. Why would you just say, well, this is just a formality because it's going to be no. Like, are you that? I just don't understand. I don't understand that part. Well, like we said, we we can't prognosticate this, but I'm behind James Gunn. You're behind James Gunn. Let's all hope for the best and we get a great guy. But if we don't, if we don't. I'll go, I mean, Taika. Taika, I'll go with Taika. I'll go with Taika. Taika could handle it. Yeah, I think Taika's got it. The Russo go. brothers. Yeah. They, you know, they're out of contract after uh, part two. Yeah. They could do it. I mean, it, and I guarantee you, even if James Duck Gunn isn't hired back as director, he will have some sort of advisory position. It, it, it may be secret. It may be. You know, uh, James, James, James Gann. Who's this James Gann that's advising on? I don't know. No, no, they they just hire Sean Gunn as an advisor <laughs> with his bra. Nice. Uh, that'd be I like awesome. it. He, he gets paid double. Why are you getting paid double? I don't know. No reason. No reason. Half my, half my check goes to an undisclosed account. <laughs> oh, I, the Illuminati is, is uh, taking over. Um, Speaking of, uh, Marvel... Red Skull possibilities. The Russo brothers recently mentioned that the Red Skull is now free of uh, having to watch the Soul Stone since it's not there. So the Red Skull oh. may possibly pop back up. Oh, dude, I would love to see that. Because you know what? I'm sure Cap would beat him down right now. Like, this Captain America, I've, I have watched Infinity War uh, seven times this week. I I freaking love it, man. This Captain America would love the opportunity to reface a matchup with the Red Skull. Mm. I think it awesome idea. Awesome. Why not? You're gonna I... throw more superheroes. Why not throw more bad guys? I don't know. I think mm, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it, Russo brothers do it, or, or you know, a great great writer gets behind it. Yes, of course they can do anything. But haven't we told? all the Red Skull story that we care to tell. I mean, unless you do another Captain America movie and we make it down and dirty and personal and the Red Skull is behind a bunch of stuff and it's one-on-one and, but I mean, we've already seen that in the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It takes smarter people than me to write this. So I just like bad guys. I like, I like a good number of bad guys. Do it. Mm -hmm. Now, Sean, I've talked to you about this, but yes, Transformers, the animated movie, is coming back to theaters one okay. day only. Yep. September 27th. Yes. At, uh, at Fathom Events is showing the original Transformers movie, the animated movie, 
1986, not 2007. Uh, Thank God. A bunch of, you know, interviews and bonus features with it. I think I'm going to have to seek this out. I, we may have okay. to have a meeting. All right. All right. That's fine. You uh, and Like I said, uh, we have a theater close by that is going to be showing it. And uh, it's going to be fun, dude. Let, let's get tickets. I, I truly hope uh, schedules work out and I'm able to be there and you're able to be there because – this is something that I think uh, bring the camera along, make a night of it. You know, uh, we, we could we could come up with some fun stuff right here. I, I am looking forward to seeing this because you know, I've never seen the Transformers movie in a the theater. What? You, but man, <laughs> now I so, I have seen it. I, I originally saw the movie at the Landers with my best friend Rodney. Uh, his mom took us, and uh, it was quite traumatizing. Um, it, it was interesting. I, I did not. We, we we made a whole day of it. I remember this day because found did, a did you, found did a you cry in front found, of your friend. Stop it! I found a Millennium Falcon. We went yard sailing. Her mom. <laughs> we went with his mom, yard sailing, and there was a Millennium Falcon for ten dollars. I had no money. And she wouldn't buy it for me off of the guarantee my mother would give her the money. Dang it. <laughs> of course, I funny. was 1986. I was 10. Oh, yeah. Your your word is bond, I'm sure, at Absolutely. 10 years old. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, we went to the Landers and watched this movie that completely destroyed my 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 the rest of my weekend and part of my life and much of children in the united states but luckily due to this movie duke's okay i mean duke's okay yeah duke's I, ex- okay. I expected the new gi joe movie for duke to be okay because of what happened in this movie jesus but uh yeah we're, i'm gonna make a plan to see that uh sean we got a awesome. uh we got a new venom trailer yeah, yeah, I think we missed that uh, last week. You know, it's something for us to catch up on. Um, look, man, I, I've I've had some time to watch this trailer, and here's what I want to say is I want it to be good. I really, really do. Like, I think Venom has the look some of the time. Uh, other times... I just I don't like I don't like the way he moves. I don't like the I don't know. I definitely don't like his speaking. His speaking is really is absolutely atrocious. Wait, oh, yeah. wait, wait! I, you mean Eddie Brock or Venom? Venom. I thought Venom's voice was perfect. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I'll have you do the subtitles because I needed to go and find an, a trailer with the subtitles to understand what he was saying. I had no idea he was saying pancreas. Like, and then it's like so many sacks. I thought he said snacks. Like, seriously, dude, it it it, it needs some work. <laughs> like, dude, Job of the Hut sounds a lot like Venom. I just can't do it. I was like, I know I have bad hearing, but my God, dude. That's just, I want to like it, though. So that's all I'm saying about negative about it. I am i don't want it. When I, when I watched it, I was like, dadgummit. I was like, we're going to talk about this on the podcast, and I'm going to say something negative about it. 
but I say something negative about everything because I'm just I get tired of being negative, but at the same time, I try to be honest as well, and it, it does bother me. Well, uh, okay, I, I think the movie is going to suffer. Number one from from Spider-Man syndrome, like he's going to be taking his mask off all the time because it's Tom Hardy. It's yeah. I don't yeah. need hey, hey. half of his face to show it's Tom Hardy under there. I understand Tom Hardy's playing Eddie Brock and Eddie Brock is Venom. I don't need you to you, peel half the face off to show me it's still Tom Hardy. Do you do you need that dead shot as Will Smith? Do you need that? Hmm? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. Well, you well you don't pay Tom Hardy to cover his face. Then don't use Tom Hardy. Yeah, exactly. Oh wait, yeah, yeah wait, you still did it with Topher Grace anyway. Ugh. Gross. Uh, anyway, Gross. anyway, uh, and they use they use the they use the tentacles without it being Venom too much. Like he should be Venom when he's doing the tentacle stuff, not riding the motorcycle. It's Tom Hardy, and tentacles are shooting out his back. Yeah, no, no. You're either all Venom or you're not. I just don't... I just don't like it. I I just... I I need a Venom that has been attached to Spider-Man before Eddie Brock. That's seriously my major issue. Well, well, if we're going to go that far, we need to be pulling uh, Venom out of a, out of a alien machine. <laughs> well, hey, it can very well be done. Oh, the life, the life connection. Yeah, the life yeah. connection. The life connection. That I will. I, okay, I will kind of high five this movie if they do that. If they go and 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 retcon that that movie is where they got this. Uh, I, <laughs> I'll I'll give them respect for that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Did you know that a movie that came out a long time ago is now sitting at seven hundred million domestically? And that movie is called Black Panther. That's awesome, dude. That is amazing. I, that is still awesome. I freaking love that movie. Like, oh yeah. Uh, have you watched any? Uh, you 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 haven't purchased Infinity War yet, have you? Uh, no, because I buy Blu-rays and uh, okay. I'm not. Well, anyway, when, when you when you get it, when you get it, you're going to have this uh, director's roundtable. And my gosh, dude, it, it is so awesome. And when they talk about Black Panther, every single one of those directors just says they, they've they never been more proud than sitting in there watching Black Panther and the new guy is just killing it. I, it it's amazing. I, I cannot wait for you to watch that part. Yeah, I love Black Panther. Great, great movie. Yeah, um, that movie... Pulled off some amazing things. I mean, Ryan Coogler may be one of my new favorite directors. Uh, I oh. mean, I've since Black Panther, I've went back and watched uh, Creed, which is a amazing, great movie. I mean, you you don't expect a a Rocky movie, and 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 I know, I know, it's not Rocky, Rocky. But Rocky's in it, and it's tangential. But you don't expect the seventh connected movie to this to be that good. I mean, it's fresh, it's relevant, 
It, it tells a story. It, it's personal. I mean, just the scene of them getting a, a Philly cheesesteak is is kind of great in in the way it's just told. And it's to see a director who is so young and so fresh to the scene deftly handle uh, the things he's handling. I, this guy uh, will go will go places. Oh yeah. Wait, wait till you wait till you see the roundtable. He talks about how he met with Francis Ford Coppola before he did White Panther. Yeah, yeah, uh, dude, it's just an exciting thing to uh, watch. Uh, definitely an extra. If you're thinking about getting, you know, Infinity War, definitely buy that upgraded one with all the extras. Uh, hands down, worth it. Hands down, worth yeah, it. Yeah, this will probably be um, this will probably be my first 4K movie purchase. I'm going to go ahead and go for the spring for the whole package. Nice, the 4K, that's awesome. The Blu-ray, the everything. Well, speaking of local haul, Infinity War is all of my local haul. I purchased it Monday night at midnight off Google Play, and then proceeded to watch it twice that night. I then uh, watched it pretty much at least a part of it every night uh since then i've watched it twice with my wife and i, I i'm telling you it, it doesn't right now it doesn't get old it, let, it's the one that doesn't get old for me right now let me ask you this in, in the multiple rewatchings, what stands out to you the most that you've noticed fresh i love thanos <laughs> I, I I love Thanos, dude. He is just... It, it's so... His character is so good. Um, I, I really, really enjoy watching all the, the build-up to the fight. I... There's... You know... I, I like... I don't know. I don't know what all I can say about it, dude. I, I could go through every little part and say, I like this and I like that. I, it's just it, it right now it, it's my it's my jam and I I'm gonna go until it gets old and I, I think that'll be a while considering that I'm the guy that was still watching Ragnarok constantly until about a month ago. Well, here here's my thing. I mean, I have seen since it came out digitally, there have been so many people posting little Easter eggs and not like hidden things from my... I'm talking about things in the movie that are just so subtle. Oh, like, yeah. Like in the fight with Thanos and Doctor Strange, when there are thousands of Doctor Strange having him tied down, he activates the mind gym. Yeah. Uh, so he figure it, figures out where Doctor Strange is. But it, that's yeah. never even stated. It's just something he does, and you don't even see. Mm-hmm. Until you until you're staring at it for the eighth time, it, oh. I'm just so ready to have this movie in my hands and watch it again and again. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Nope. I can say that digitally, man. Right now, digital is just easier for me. You know, I purchase it on Google. It's in my Google Play movies. It's in my movies anywhere. If I go to Amazon Prime. All I got to do is say the name of the movie into Alexa, and I can watch it there. I don't have to log in or log out. I purchase it in one place, and instantly, because I have all these ties connected to movies anywhere, it they all have it. And I can watch it on any of my devices whenever I want, and it's just the convenience 
of being able to have it whenever without having to carry anything around is just awesome. I love it. Well, let's talk about my local haul. Um, I don't have a lot, but I do have more than last time, which was nothing. I have found, and over the years, I've you find little niche things. Like, I'm a huge Transformers collector, as everybody knows. Duh. And uh, there were a series of... Uh, in the 80s, which are hard hard to find. Um, everybody knows when you go to Walmart, there's Archie Digests. You know, the, right. little, the little mini comics at the counter that are, you know, a half the size of a, of a comic. Everybody sees those. Right. Well, um, and recently, if you do not know, Marvel has partnered with Archie Comics and done um, new Marvel versions of those. They've put out Marvel Comics, like they're up to number eight right now, I think. And they reprint old issues of, of comics. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's really kind of cool. I've, I, I'm missing like the first three, but I've got four through seven right now. Um, but in the '80s, they also had these, and I just described to a friend Joe today because I showed what I got. I got off of eBay for like two dollars a piece, which normally these things are eight to ten dollars a piece. Tra- all of the Transformers mini comics from the '80s, and this was. What it was was the Archie size comic with two issues in it, and they have the Marvel Universe Transformers Universe tech specs in between the issues and at the end of the end of the comic. I, I just love these things. I had one from whenever I was a kid because that's the only one I could find. But I, I now I have all of them. I have all ten. Uh, I even recently discovered GI Joe has around twelve that, that I can find. Uh, and those those may be next on my list. Uh, I really love these things, and and it's uh, awesome. I, I was I recently at a convention acquired uh, some extras, and I and I, I gave Joe a couple uh, earlier today, and he was really appreciative of that. Um, That's awesome. Also, I had a comic haul last weekend. Uh, we didn't have mm-hmm. a podcast, so I'm going to discuss it here. And I got some really cool stuff. I met somebody in. Uh, uh, Tuckerman on my way to Jonesboro. Okay. And picked up... I thought I had this ready. Okay. Uh, like a 25-cent Kzar number 15, Iron Man number 78, Captain America number 242, some old G.I. Joe, Howard the Duck, a Transformers comic, a really cool 20-cent Creatures on the Loose. Never even seen this comic before. A man thing, a Frank Miller Daredevil, like number one ninety, uh, and a couple of Defenders comics. Ah, that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. There was a few more in there, but they're like some ratty DC. There was actually no. There was like a ten cent, like a nineteen forties romance comic in there. I'm like, where did what? Where did this come from? I couldn't believe right. it. Uh, do That's I have awesome. it here? Hold on. I may have it right here. Um, I am stalling for time and it's not working very well. There's a Mad Ball. Anybody need a Mad That's Ball funny. comic? No. No Mad Ball comic. No Mad Ball. Martian Manhunter number one. Legion of Superheroes. House of Mystery. Legion of Superheroes annual. That's in great condition, by the way. Uh, v. That's... The TV show V. Remember that? Oh, nice. How about a 20-cent Action Comics number 425 in good condition? That's pretty cool. Lois, well, daggum. 
I guess. Well, never mind. I have them in another spot, but there was a 10 cent comic in there. That's first time I ever have gotten a 10 cent comic, which I thought was pretty That's... cool. And even though it is a romance comic, whatever, you know, it's my 10 cent comic. That's right. Let me have this. I would much rather it have been like Action Comics number one, but hey. Wouldn't we all? <laughs> Wouldn't we all? All right, man. Um, You know, I I have had opportunity to uh, watch a couple of shows this weekend uh-huh. uh, or this week. And I watched uh, Death Wish Ooh. with Bruce Willis. Well, Okay. As somebody who's watched the original Death Wish with Charles Bronson, one mm-hmm. of those early '80s manly yes. man movies you just watch that like if if, yes. if nobody out there has ever seen it, it's kind of like the Bourne movies of of the, that day. Not that cool, but this is like the same time as you know they're trying to capture that James Bond but American kind of thing. Death Wish is like James Bond revenge kind of hardcore 70s, you know, straight yes. drama. Yes. Charles Bronson does it better. So, your thoughts? <laughs> uh, you know, you know, definitely I I picked the original over this. Um it it it, it just Bruce Willis, you know, I, I liked the story they told with him. Um, it, it was okay. But in order, when you watch it, uh, Bruce Willis's character survived only out of sheer luck several times. Several times he only survived out of sheer luck. And the point of Death Wish I always got with the Charles Bronson films is... I like you said, I am the man. I am here to wreak revenge and nothing can stop me. And you know, Bruce Willis just doesn't bring forth that manly man uh persona. Uh he he doesn't he doesn't go die hard at all. Uh so he, he, he keeps it kind of tame. Would you and, say uh, would you say the the Denzel Washington Equalizer movie is a better Death Wish than the Death Wish movie? Oh, hands down. Dude, it's Denzel. It's Denzel, so yeah. I've heard, you know, I've heard some uh, someone describe to me, they really, really love that first Death Wish, uh, that first Equalizer movie. And, oh, it's great. Uh, oh, it's a great movie. The second one I've heard is getting great reviews. That's awesome. I need to check it out. Yeah, I, uh, I liked the first Equalizer. I thought that was a great movie. Very good. Um, but yeah, uh, Death Wish with Bruce Willis, you know, if you're bored on a Friday night and want a kind of sort of action film, <laughs> you can you can you, you can watch it. But but uh, honestly, it, it's just just pop in the Charles Bronson one and you'll definitely watch a better film. It tells the story better. What do you think of this trend of better? They're trying they're trying to cash in on the John Wick. Like the Equalizer yeah. did it, John Wick did it, John Wick 2 did it better. Uh the 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 Bourne movies are, is that in your wheelhouse? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like all those things. Uh it's just you know, I'll watch it because I'm a sucker for watching a movie. 
if somebody says, hey, man, I'm about to watch this movie, I'll more than likely sit there and watch it with you. My my problem is I find a lot of them boring. They try to add too much of a storyline to a story that doesn't need a storyline. Like, you know, Death Wish doesn't need all these intricacies and stuff. It's a guy out for revenge. Sometimes just let it happen. You don't need a lot of, oh, he's, you know, just to show him beating the hell out of one guy and then getting the information he needs and moving on to the next. You don't have to have a lot of storyline there for it to be a good movie. Sometimes less is more. And I think now they try to make everything, you know, this big, like John Wick does it perfectly because, because honestly, Keanu Reeves keeps the dialogue to a minimum. And and that's not saying anything negative towards Keanu Reeves, although I have had a problem with Keanu Reeves' delivery on many of his movies. But John Wick, he nails it. He says exactly what needs to be said. He goes and he fights somebody, and he utterly destroys them and moves on to whoever's next in his line of sight. Like, John Wick nails it, whereas Equalizer comes really, really close. I, like I said... I thoroughly enjoyed that one, but this Death Wish remake did not. It missed the mark. Well, let's talk about one we both have watched. What did you think? How many episodes are you into Castle Rock? I'm done. All four. Me too. Really? Yes. Yes! Um. Well, without, you know, getting too spoilery, I- I'm excited that you've seen this. I did not know it till just this moment. And, uh... We're we're digging the show, dude. Like we uh, we're Michelle's like, why isn't it Wednesday yet? We why did we do this to ourselves? Why did we start a show to which we cannot finish just now? Because wow, I'm uh I'm really excited for the show. I there's something that happens in the first episode that I really don't like because dang it, I wanted to see more of that, <laughs> but. We do see more of it, so it's okay, but I just... Well, you know... Maybe some Lost and and Hawaii Five-O connection, you know, but anyway. um, Yeah, I I like this show. I really like this show. Yeah. um, And I really like the fact that Scott Glenn is in it. (laughs) He's awesome. And I love Bill Bill Skarsgård. You know, he is that, just awesome. There's a weird disconnect because, you know, you know he's Pennywise and you mm-hmm. can, and you can see some of the looks he gives. Oh, you're like, "Dang it, is he doing this on purpose?" Am I supposed I to- know. <laughs> I know. Is he being Pennywise on purpose? <laughs> or is he just messing with me? Because my good Michelle's always like, you know, his face, he has the ability to make his face look extremely menacing. Like, he can just pull off some really You know, it's not, it's not that because, I mean, he's look. one of those, you know, his family is from Sweden. You know, he's tall yeah. and, you know, ethereal looking, but you, you, yeah. he can do that dead face, dead eye, and it is, oh. it is crazy uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes, yes. But but everybody is doing such a great job in that show. Uh, you know, Sissy Spacek. Yeah. I mean, Carrie herself is there. We were, Michelle's like, holy crap, there's Sissy Spacek. I was like, huh, 
How do, I did not expect that. I can tell you that much. Like the fact that it's it, at Shawshank, and they they mention you know what did they mention about that connected to Shawshank Redemption? Uh, oh, they mentioned the, the oh, warden. The, the, the warden, hole. yeah, the bullet hole. Yeah, the the hole's still there from where warden so and so shot himself in the head. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I mean, it doesn't give anything away for me to ask you this. I definitely think there's a few people in that town that have The Shining. Um, oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. They haven't. They haven't openly said it's The Shining, but there's definitely some people in there where you're like, "That's well, you know, that's I never some even, Shining stuff." Yeah, but I never even knew. So, if you know a little about the connected Stephen King universe, the Dark Tower stuff, and all that, some characters have what's called the Shine. It's basically, you know, psychokinetic power or telekinetic, you know, the, the, the mental stuff. It's called The Shine. Uh, you know, he had it in The Shining. That's why that movie was named that. Uh, Hearts in Atlantis. Uh, yep. You know, he had it too. He was a, what was he called? A, a, a In the book, he was called a, a spindle breaker. Uh, yes. Something uh, wi- like that, but window breaker, something. Yeah, anyway, I know it, it, it related yes. to the to, to the towers in 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 the dark tower. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, the yeah, definitely somebody we we see one of the main characters has the shine, and uh, as to other characters like Bill Skarsgård character, I don't know that that's anything but uh, pure evil. So, <laughs> I I almost wonder. Um, I mean, Randall. Fyatt. Uh, it, you know, if he is a certain man, you know, the man, the man, the man who happens to wear you a certain know. color, maybe. Yeah. I, you know, you just get that feel where you're like, is he really what, I mean, like, is he this? Cause, cause that's the, the beauty about this show, especially if you're a Stephen King fan and a JJ fan, you know, nothing you see, can you believe right off? That's rule one. Two, you're constantly pulling from your Stephen King knowledge. You're like, I know this about this movie and this about this movie. Is that what this is? Or is this this? Or is this the? I love the fact that it's well-written. It constantly keeps me guessing. We are four episodes in, 100% four episodes in, and I honestly could not tell you what is it, what it's about. Let me ask this. Now, Mark Bernardin, one of the writers on the show, whose episode is number six, he said, he, you know, in the writer's room, what they did is they, each writer was given a Stephen King novel, and the way they worked at it was to distill what it is Stephen King does. What is it he latches onto that grabs everybody who reads a book? And he right. said the goal, their combined goal that they wanted to achieve was to write the lost Stephen King novel of Castle Rock. That uh, it's a book that Stephen King could have written and told in the same way as Stephen King would. Right. Well, I can tell you, I, I am fully on board with this one. Um, every Wednesday, uh, I definitely am looking forward to this. Hulu is totally worth it right now for this show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm watching Castle Rock as soon as I can every week. Nice. We're gonna we're gonna have a maybe we'll keep it to every couple of episodes, but uh, I definitely you know 
skip a week and then we'll pick back up and discuss how far the show has come. That sounds fun. I've uh, I've been having some trouble sleeping, so I've watched I've watched a couple of movies, and uh, I may have talked about this before, I may not have, but I wanted to mention how much I love the Thirteenth Warrior. It's based on a Michael Crichton book called Eaters of the Dead. Uh, mm-hmm. It stars Antonio Banderas, who plays an hero. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, this movie convinced me that the the guy who plays so the story is based on the legend of Beowulf. It is basically a retelling of Beowulf with uh, Vikings. And I love this movie. Sean, have you watched this movie? Not in some time, and I think I've only watched it once. The chemistry in all the characters, uh, like there's a band of 12 Vikings... Uh, and they're not Vikings, Vikings, like you think of like Vikings with helmets. They're not Hagar the Horrible Vikings. They are people who wear armor, who talk in a different way, that are Northmen, who, you know, have these Viking ships and, you know, talk about Odin and the gods and that kind of thing. Um, but it, it, it's not what you think of Vikings when, when you do. I mean, they're real, like, warriors wearing armor that worship Odin. Um, and of course, Antonio Banderas, due to part of the story, is the 13th warrior. He's, they, they happen to run into these Vikings. There's this, uh, uh, call for help and this, this, uh, uh, there's kind of some mysticism in it because there's a, there's a, a witch or a seer who says, you know, 13 warriors need to go and, 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 and save this kingdom. And one of them can't be a Northman and he just happens to be there and he's taken on this journey. And it's a really good story because there's so much chemistry between all of the actors on screen uh, that it really works. It's really enjoyable. You really feel for uh, the loss. Uh, you know, this, they're having constant battles, and you you lose characters. And even if you don't know their name, you still feel the loss of these characters. I, I, I love this movie. I, I watch it at least two or three times a year. Uh, it's just that good. I need to check it out. I need to give it another watch, uh, a recent watch, and see what it's like. Because as you describe it, I remember watching it, but I could not tell you. I couldn't have told you who was in it at all. So yeah, it's definitely one I need to go back and rewatch. Well, there's there's only two people that I recognize: Antonio Banderas and uh, Omar Sharif are the nice. two. Like, there's actually an Arab in here. Omar Sharif is playing, but uh, I don't know how they got a Spaniard to play an Arab. So yeah, there's that. But uh, and the rest of the cast seems like the main guy. Uh, He's playing the Beowulf character, and his name sounds like Beowulf, but it's not. Okay. Anyway, he is very, very, like, Skarsgårdian, very Swedish. And, but this big, this guy who would I would have bet money would have played Thor if they made Thor uh, <laughs> at the time this movie came out. Like, he, he is there. What? He, is Dolph Lundgren? No. Nah, stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, I love that movie. All right, man. We I will check it out. I promise. Uh, if you got nothing else this week, man. Well, I do. Um, I am going to tomorrow. I should have some local hall because I'm visiting uh, a comic book store in Wynn. Going back, nice. I, I am going to see. Um, 
Uh, I don't know if I've ever talked about my friend Jamie on the podcast, but not not Jamie, Jamie, not we know Jamie. Uh, there, years ago, uh, I had a best friend in high school. His name was Jamie Futrell, uh, and he passed away in 93. And uh, I, for I, I've been to his grave one time because uh, it's so far out, but uh, tomorrow I'm going to go again and, uh, and uh, see an old buddy of mine. And then on the way out there, I'm going to take my son to this comic book store. So nice. I'll have some local hall for next week. Nice. I look forward to a good story and, uh, some local hall. So Sean, where can people find you? Oh, you know, right now you can find me on Vero. Uh, that is where I'm most active. Uh, pretty much daily <laughs> posts multiple times a day there. And that is really the only social media where I'm extremely active. You can find me on Twitter at Maynard98. If you send me an at message or something, I'm sure I'll get the notification. I'm just not uh, extremely post-active there right now. Rick, where can they find you? Well, Sean, did you know that uh, Jason Douglas, the voice of Lord Beerus, is going to be at Arkansas Comic Con? Yes, I did. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, I did. And so is uh, like Sean Patrick Flannery, who Jay- I uh, need, to get, some, I need Jay- to get some rope for. Jason David Frank is going to be there. The green, oh, yeah. the Green I'm Ranger himself. We're gonna we're gonna have a good a good Comic Con this year. I, I'm excited. Now wait, uh, you real you realize I'm gonna get. I, I think I'm gonna. I know this sounds weird, but I think I'm actually going to enjoy this con more this year because we don't have a panel. <laughs> we should do a panel. Gosh. We should do a panel. We do yeah. A panel. Um, and I thought this was Comic Con way, but no, this is Arkansas Comic Con. Huh. Yeah, this is Arkansas Comic Con. This is the one we had the panel on last year. <laughs> I enjoyed that. It was fun. There was only two yeah. people there, but uh... <laughs> hey, hey, I got, I got to meet them both. Exactly. It was awesome. All right, uh, you can find me at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. You can search Not So Southern Gentleman on Facebook. Mom, quit liking my stuff on Facebook. Um, you can find me on Vero, Rick, Ricky Westbrook, and uh, a bunch of other places, Instagram, all that kind of mess. Sean, I think that's it. I think I'm done. That wraps. I'm glad to be back. I'm, uh, I uh, hope I can get whatever needs to be taken care of taken care of so I don't miss the podcast. I really... If I'm if I'm hobbling in recovery, I'm gonna make Michelle put a chair next to the mic so that I can do this dadgum podcast. Thanks for listening, each and every one of you. We've been noticing some uh, increase in listenership. Uh, we appreciate each and every listen, and listen. please hit us. Listen, listen, listen. listen. My, my my air was running out, and I was just like, just go with it, and it came out that way. Listen. I don't know. Sunny Liston listen. is listening. Sonny Liston, um, hit us up for an email. Not so Southern gentlemen. Oh, that reminds me before we cut this off. I messaged, you know, I'd put out a call to emails on Vero. We had people answer and then, uh, I had the work stuff happen and then we had other stuff happen. This podcast has been recorded, but the next podcast, we will address those emails that were sent to us. Thank you very much. I'm not going to forget y'all. You replied back and said, I'll read this later or something. David, yes. You replied to him. Oh, God. David, I'm sorry. I haven't replied to you. (laughs) Damn it. Yes. 
And I'm okay. Rick, and I'm Ricky. <laughs> yes. All right. For not so southern gentlemen, I'm Sean. I'm, I'm Ricky again. Y'all have a good one. You, you, you have a good one. You. No, you. I feel like that.